0: You need Indeed.
1: KC Laboratory. Sponsored by Emprise Bank.
2: It's the KC Laboratory presented by EMPrize Bank. You deserve a checking account that always goes for two. As in 2% cash back. Earn more on everyday purchases with a cash back checking account at Emprise Bank. Visit Emprisebank.com. Member FDIC. Our dear pals. Uh, who have uh, really helped make KCSN what it is today, and we are so appreciative of them. It's been a lot of fun getting to know them. And it's been a lot of fun gearing up for another preseason game, getting to talk a little bit about Chiefs Cardinals on Friday with Mighty Pals. First find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina, Maddie Lane. Hello.
1: How are you doing, Kent? Thanks for asking me how I am.
2: I love the blue shirt you're rocking
1: today. Thank you. It, it brings out my eyes, so I kind of enjoy it too. But, you know, I was ready for the, how are you doing today? Because I wanted to say that I am doing poorly. My daughter started kindergarten oh. today. Very sad moment. It A was wreck. rough. To make it even worse, I was getting out of the shower. I was getting ready to come to this podcast and I stepped on an earring. An open-ended back of an earring all the way into my foot <laughs> to the very tip had to pull it out after a string of profanity was yelled throughout my house because that's what I do when things hurt. So my day wasn't going good until I got to see the big institution's face himself. (laughs) Craig, buddy, thank you for cheering me up this evening. I'm glad that
3: my mere presence can offer you the sort of uh, relief that your day required today. I have not quite sent my oldest child off to kindergarten yet i know i'm going to be miserable and a wreck when that happens so i i I can't believe you're holding it together right now buddy
1: barely
2: it's been been a big season of life changes for all three of us be it (laughs) new kids i my kid went to kindergarten last week like we are all just going through it right now (laughs) and we're all just trying to get to the regular season uh, we're getting closer and closer. The good news is we're going to get to watch, presumably, the starters for this football team, or some of them, most of them, play a decent sample size as they get
1: ready for week one against the Browns. Quick, before we get going, do we think this is the game they starters play the most in? I don't know if Andy's confirmed this. I I would assume so. Yes. I believe
2: one thing I saw is the approach is going to be, did I see one, two, four? Uh, He's treating these three preseason games like games one, two, and four of the normal preseason that he's experienced, which would mean that Patrick Mahomes is wearing sweatpants next week.
1: Yeah. And that's what I was expecting too. I just did not know if either one of you guys thought that maybe the third game would be treated like the third game has in the past or if we were all kind of on the same page here. So nah, that that was all nah. I wanted to get to out out in front, because this is the first year that we've had three preseason games. I'm sure yeah. there's probably some people out there that might think it's going to go the other way. Maybe some New York Giants 100% are playing everybody that third game.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Joe, Joe Judge is just going to go ahead and... You know he's probably going to play the starters. You know the next two games full speed. It's going to be great. Uh, But I think this is a chance probably for us to get a good sample size of this offensive line with you know protecting Patrick Mahomes. I get. I would guess Patrick Mahomes still doesn't play a full two quarters, but I bet you he gets into the second quarter at least, which means we're going to hopefully get you know two or three series of him operating with this new offensive line manning i think this is an important time for both of these both both him and the quarterback uh in the offensive line
1: absolutely and i think the first thing you kind of have to look at in terms of just the offensive line i think that's going to be a huge for the first time ever people might actually talk about the chiefs offensive line before patrick mahomes like that might be a story for the first couple weeks of the year and it certainly is it seems like for the preseason and i think the big thing to look at is this Arizona Cardinals team looks like they are going to be very thin up front. Chandler Jones isn't going to play. J.J. Watt's not going to play. I don't think Marcus Golden is going to play. So they're kind of missing all of their best pass rushers. But I think Duke Manningweather on outside the trenches put it really good when he was on there with them. You don't really you don't care about the level of competition of offensive linemen in the preseason. You're looking at how they play. What's their technique look like? How are they working as a unit? There's little things that you can look at to see how well they are playing, even if it's not always against what's going to be the perceived starters of the upcoming team. So I am excited to see this offensive line get another chance. I want to see them go back out there and repeat what they did against the San Francisco 49ers. Heck, be even better. Push this poor Arizona Cardinals defensive line around. Get to those softer, smaller linebackers. Toss them around a little bit. I want to see what they can do. And then in pass protection, I hope we get to see Patrick Mahomes actually air it out a little bit this week. It was unfortunate, only got the one pass. I know that's something that Kent's really excited for. So, I mean, we can let him talk about the quarterback for a while because we've we've held him back from this for a minute, Kent, Craig. <laughs> Go, he,
2: Kent. He threw two passes, thank you very much. Oh, he that's went, right, he like, completed one for one. two for four yards. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was just a very basic, you know, game plan when he was in. Didn't really try to challenge down the field. I think he completed a hitch route, if I remember correctly. I mean, four yards. There's only a, there's only so many <laughs> passes you can complete for four yards. Kelsey but uh, I think you know, this is you know, one of the things I think about, you know, in in amidst all this, Maddie I think Maddie nailed it when he kind of said, like, the focus is on the offensive line and this whole preseason, this whole process, this whole offseason has been about the offensive line. Patrick Mahomes continues to normalize being great. We continue we continue to kind of not treat him as an afterthought. We all acknowledge his greatness, but we've almost become a little bit numb to how great he is. And there's a decent chance that we're going to see something special tomorrow because anytime Patrick Mahomes touches the field, something good happens. Something fun happens. Think about Atlanta in 2018 when Patrick Mahomes unleashed a 65-yard throw in the air and everybody went what i mean he that was one of his kind of announcing his presence with authority kind of moments where everybody kind of said well this dude's different well there's gonna be a play on friday where he does something to just kind of remind everybody like oh yeah that guy because like i think you know we're, we're, we're all just kind of numb to it a little bit And there's been so much focus around everything around him because we are so the expectation and the belief in him is just so high. But maybe just take a moment and relax and enjoy, you know, that that fun little sidearm throw that no look pass that scrambled, you know, laser down the field, throw him back into the middle of the field. Just, you know, make sure you enjoy those little moments, too, because, you know, it's it's a reminder that football is about to be back in Kansas City, Craig.
3: Yeah. Uh, enough about Kyler Murray. Let's talk about Patrick <laughs> Mahomes no, 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 no. You just talk about all this sidearm stuff and run, you know, stuff on the run. <laughs> Kyler does some of that too, so it, yes. it could be actually a fun, fun little matchup. But no, I cherish every moment that you get with Patrick Mahomes. I know that he we all want to dwell, yeah, on everything here. It's still gonna be vanilla, but Patrick Mahomes' vanilla is, you know. Most quarterbacks, top shelf, basically. So, I, I personally, I want to see the wide receiver too. I want to see somebody step up. Somebody needs to step up in this group. Make their presence known. Uh, If you get through two games here, where the wide receiver two doesn't look great, doesn't look crisp running routes, even with the second team, if those guys don't really step up in a way that you're comfortable with, you know, a guy sort of having to shoulder the load a little bit. If somebody misses some time, it, it, it might be a situation where Brett Veach maybe needs to take a look. And I, I think that this is like Maddie said, you know, it's going to be the last time that the starters and Patrick Mahomes really get to play extended snaps. So if that's the case, they definitely, definitely, definitely need somebody to step up and show, and it could be McCall Hardman come back with a force in this game Prove that that you know that one pass last week was just what it was, just a singular pass. Step up, own that role a little bit more. Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, doesn't matter who, somebody just needs to do it.
1: Well, I think that's a great point, is I mean, this is the bat signal for McCole Hardman right here. Like, it's time to come out. You know, he feels disrespected at times, and he tweets about it. He talks about it, and I completely get it because the fan base is very split on him, and I think that's fair for the fan base as well, but they're very split on him. So, like, this is the time to come out and show it. I'm with Craig. You can't let one play from one preseason game define what you think for the year, but boy, does that leave a sour taste in your mouth to watch a play designed for him, to see him come off so haphazardly during his stem, to get rerouted by 3 yards on a 4 yard route and then drop the football. Like that's just a bad look. It doesn't mean he's going to have a bad year, but as a fan, you would really like to see him take a step in this preseason game. Start trending in the right direction. You know, let's get him a little bit more involved. See if we can dip into some more nuances to his game. See if we can see him not just run a nine route or not just run, you know, a fly sweep behind the line of scrimmage. Let's just start to see the growth that he's been working really hard the last two off seasons to get to. And this is a good game to do it. Byron Murphy, Malcolm Butler, assuming they play, I don't know who all is going to play for the Cardinals. Robert Alford, Darquez Denard. Like it's a good cornerback room that's giving you just enough talent that McCole Hardman should still be able to have success without getting shut down if he's ready to take that next step.
2: And this is the least stable group of pass catchers I think we've really had. And I know that's kind of saying, you know, that's that that kind of sounds weird because obviously Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, just staples, just, you know, stalwarts for this group. And, but everything kind of underneath them, you know, and you don't want to talk about if one of those guys came down or, you know, got, you know, missed some time. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of unproven guys underneath those two. You know, there's there's been a guy like Sammy Watkins that has been available for stretches that, you know, you've had. And it's about I think it's a lot of times it's about, you know, like depth is just, you know, like depth's crucial. So, you know, if Sammy Watkins isn't there, now you're relying on a guy that you were going to rely on more if Sammy Watkins wasn't there. And then so on and so forth. Like, it's just like they've skipped a step on the ladder with the hope that these guys that have been here for a while, you know, Byron Pringle, Nicole Hardman have been here for a while you're hoping DeMarcus Robinson you're hoping that these guys that have some familiarity familiarity with the offense with Patrick Mahomes some good chemistry with Patrick Mahomes at least some of them it appears you know that these guys are able to take that next step and help cobble together enough you know to to skip that 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 rung on the ladder that the Chiefs have had for the last couple years so this is kind of a big game for all those guys too this you know it's not just about the offensive line cohesion it's about you know some of the secondary players to this group you know with you know I mean, even we can even talk about Clyde Edwards O'Leary a little bit too. You know, like it's 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 crucial for this entire unit because this unit is sneakily in a lot of flux. I mean, if you think about it, honestly, okay, let's think about it this way.
3: Comparatively for certain. Yes.
2: Think about this. It's it's really, really what it is, is it's Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and then a bunch of dudes in different roles. Like, if you really yeah. think about the turnover for this group. It's not, I mean, receivers are being required to do a little bit more. The running backs can be required to do a little bit more. There's some familiarity here, but all these guys are in new territory in some regard. And so, you know, this is your chance to see the 2021 Kansas City Chiefs offense with a lot up in the air, with a lot of different roles, getting a chance to go out there and put on a little bit of a show. And that would be, and they should, because it does sound like the Cardinals, are probably going to have a few
3: guys up front specifically that aren't going to be available. Yeah. And speaking of Clyde Edwards, helaire I mean, that's that's really one of the matchups that I'm really looking forward to against two uber athletic linebackers with Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. Those are guys that can cover. And we've seen a couple times clips from camp. Willie Gay, a guy that also is an uber athletic linebacker, has been able to glove up Clyde just a little bit. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Clyde edwards a against Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. Just like I would look forward to going to McAdoodles if they were in Kansas City or your neck of the woods, wherever that may be. The top shelf of liquor, beer, whatever it is, the selection is there, plus the customer service that you would expect out of a McAdoodles wherever the location is. This is the place that you go to get your liquor, and we need one in Kansas City. We need to look forward to one of these coming to Kansas City. So if you are a franchisee, get a hold of Roger at info at Let's get one of them here because I want to go there. I want to get all my stuff for tailgates for Chiefs games, and I want every one of our listeners to be able to get their stuff from Ch- tailgates from Chiefs games as well. Guys, we get tweets. We get Discord messages all the time, every week, multiple times a week of people going to McAdoodles and they're all satisfied. So if there's one in your neck of the woods, go there. If there's not, get one there.
1: Yeah, nobody has ever been disappointed after they went to McAdoodles. And you know what? Speaking of disappointment, I I actually was a little disappointed and. In- Clyde fidsey in that first preseason game. And again, you don't overreact to preseason games. So don't get me wrong. This is not a, a major negative. This is just something that I did notice when I watched it back. I think Clyde was a little too quick to get off of the aiming point of some of the runs. He was rushing through his reads, something I think he had to do last year, given the state of the Chiefs offensive line. But there's a couple plays that go by where it looks like he's hunting for the cutback lane rather than trusting his blockers to make their blocks, trusting these double teams, trusting these climbing offensive linemen to get to their marks and give him a free place to run. I think he actually ran into some relatively bad spots on a couple different runs that he had because I think just he developed. Developed a couple bad habits last year playing on that offensive line. I want to see him start to trust those big new hog mollies up front. Follow them. You know, yeah, they might not look like they're going to be in the best position, but trust that they're going to get there. Because on a couple of these plays, they did, and he left some yards out there to be gained.
2: All right, the defensive side of the football, guys, you know, we're looking at, you know, potentially some missed time for guys like Derek Nottie, Frank Clark. You know, we talked about a little bit earlier this week. There's some injuries up front. This is kind of a chance for some of these, you know, guys competing for a roster spot and some of these guys that have had good camps that have had good performances early on like a Colin Saunders, you know, like Tim Ward, getting some of these guys, it's a big opportunity for them to put good tape out and either make this football team or make somebody else's football team.
3: Yeah. this is. They're not just showing for the Chiefs. I wrote about three players that are on the bubble, maybe on the fringe for the Chiefs, that if things break the right way, guys like Amari Cobb, guys like Tim Ward, guys like Terrence Tiga Winogo, these guys that are on the bubble that might be able to make this Chiefs roster, if they don't, they're putting on for 31 other teams right now. And so that's very important to their livelihood to play well and look good. And against a Cliff Kingsbury offense with some dynamic weapons. We're not sure who all in the receiving core is going to (laughs) play, but this is potentially a top five wide receiver room. It really is between DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk. I mean, even Rondell Moore and Andy Isabella are both going to probably contribute quite a bit in this offense. So, I mean, there are lots of depth pieces, lots of really, really good receivers. So, You want to see guys be able to step up, play well against this offense that might overmatch some of the Chiefs cornerbacks and really might be able to play well against this defense. Chiefs defense comes out and plays as well as they did in that first matchup against the 49ers. We're going to have some serious hype trains going, especially about this defensive line if they play as well as they did, Matty.
1: Well, how dare you? talk about the Cardinals
3: weapons and
1: don't include the double revenge game of Ross Travis and Demetrius <laughs> Harris, the towering tight ends that are going to stress this team's secondary in the safeties. Um, yeah, the defensive line, like I think there's two things I really like to look for in the preseason players or teams doing something new. So somebody showing a skill set or a different wrinkle in a scheme that wasn't there last year by a team. And then guys that kind of or players guys units that build on something they did the week before. I'm not sure how far this defensive line can really go up from what they did to the San Francisco 49ers, but I tell you what, if they come back in with a very very similar performance against this Arizona Cardinals. Like, look out. The hype train is going to be going so fast. It's going to be coming off the rails because they were really good against the 49ers. If they can tr- turn that high-level play into consistency, if you can start to expect that week in and week out without Frank Clark, without Derek Nottie, and without these starter, good high-level starters, that's something to, you know to be really proud of. If you're the Chiefs, that's something that can get fans really excited and ready to go to the games and watch this defense for the first time in a couple seasons.
2: All right. So I'm going to say this just thinking out loud because, you know, there's not a ton of places that this team has a negative storyline surrounding it. The early sample size so far, it kind of feels like we're just, we're excited. We're excited about just about every faction of this football team. I think about, you know, we, we talked about the corners concerned about corners and you know it's not we can't just sit here on paper and look at the situation from you know based on sample size from the last couple years and assume mike hughes and deandre baker are going to play well you know or to a (laughs) to the level they have so far right and anthony hitchens anthony hitchens comes in lighter looks a little bit better Willie gay same thing this guy looks exceptional and you want to be you want to be you know it's not our job necessarily to be overly optimistic we try to stay level-headed we try to keep it real because no team has 53 superstars that deserve an extension and at this point of the year my team does i know well all i'm saying is is there's just so many positive storylines surrounding this football team and it's it's just so wild to see you know you've got the defensive line the depth on the defensive line looks great the cornerback situation looks pretty solid you feel pretty good about them and I'm circling. <coughs> sorry, I'm circling back to Willie Gay, and this is our first chance to get a, a, a look at him in a game setting. You know, and he didn't get a ton of game reps last year. You know, like it took him a little while to come along. You know, you know he didn't get a big role for most of the year, and you know, got hurt. And now, what? Now we're finally getting a shot to see him. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a little bit this week. You know, a little bit more than you would anticipate to help him get some reps because you know this team very ha- this team very clearly has a role for him a very obvious role for him and you know i mean he's played well early in yeah. in, in training camp it's this is a guy that he might be the most interesting player to watch
3: today Craig. you finally get to see willie gay at the buck and that's what we all have wanted to see we want to see him more in coverage, we want to see him get that role at the very beginning of the year. Not not just because of injury, not just kind of cycling in for you know half the series and stuff like that. You want to see him be your buck linebacker. And you want to see him making splash impact plays as a pursuit guy and in coverage. And this is the first time that we're really going to see that, not, not necessarily given to him, but awarded to him. So I I do really want to see Willie Gay have a good performance, play next to Anthony Hitchens. I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to the amount of organization Anthony Hitchens has to do with Willie Gay Jr. We saw last year there was a lot of on-field, you know, pre-snap movement, things like that, that, that Anthony Hitchens had to do with Willie Gay. If there's a lot less of that. I'm going to get really, really excited about Willie Gay's season. We saw Anthony Hitchens kind of having to coach Nick Bolton a little bit. That's fine. He's a rookie. You know, the first action, I get it. If you're not seeing that same sort of coaching for Willie Gay, boy, that, that should indicate that it's going to be a heck of a season for the kid.
1: Well, you're sitting there watching Anthony Hitchens and Willie Gay's communication. I'm going to be looking for if Willie Gay's even playing better than Ben Neiman. For all of you out there that didn't show up to our live film room, you know, from the other day, one, it's out there. Check the Discord message for those of you that are subscribers. If you haven't subscribed, head on over to KCS or KC Sports Network.com. Subscribe from there. Come join us. Come hang out with us. Get in that Discord so you can check out this live film room because we went through and we were watching Anthony Hitchens and how good he was versus the 49ers at a lighter weight. You know what else you also see when you watch Anthony Hitchens? You see Ben Neiman playing pretty good football across the board. Really good football.
2: (laughs) A lot of different things, too. Just really
1: sound assignment, sound football. Mm -hmm. And everyone's talking about Anthony Hitchens being a little lighter this year because he's looking quicker. He's looking more flexible, which is all true. And don't get me wrong. He played better than Ben Neiman. I think he's a better player than Ben Neiman. But... Ben Neiman also went through, a, you know, a physical change. He got bigger, and he looks like he's playing a lot stronger, and it showed up in this first game. So Ben Neiman did play well. I'm not saying he's ready to, you know, be this super impact player. I'm not saying I don't want Willie Gay to start over him. I'm just saying I do want to see Willie Gay come out and play at least that good, if not better. I want to see Willie Gay look better than what Ben Neiman does, because then he truly does earn that job. He truly is earning that role. I think he will. From everything we've heard, from everything I've seen, Willie Gay had a really good training camp. He looks like he is ready to come in and take that step. I just also want to put out there that anyone that didn't join us in the live film room may have missed it. Ben Neiman looked really good in the first preseason action. Like, it was actually there from top to bottom for him. So Willie Gay, if he does lose some reps to Ben Neiman, that could be part of it. The team still trusts Neiman, and it looks like he might be in for a good year as well.
2: All right, guys. Well, we do this normally – during the season, and I want to ask everybody, let's go around and do a player to watch. We're not going to do both sides of the football. Oh, well, you know what we have? Time. Let's do both sides of the football. Let's just do both sides of the football. Why not? Let's start on the oh, offensive gosh. side. Let's all just go and pick a player to watch on the offensive side of the ball. Craig, why don't you kick us off?
3: Oh, man. I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit since I get to kick us off. I'm taking Trey Smith. I'm going (laughs) to see Trey Smith climbing to these linebackers. These linebackers are both very good at slipping blocks, at working in space. Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins are both terrific athletes, and that's how they win. That's how they knife in the backfield is by slipping blocks. If Trey Smith can get his hands on either one of these two guys he's going to flatten them and that is going to be a highlight reel that i want to watch so my guy to watch is trey smith this week for me it's going to be noah gray the tight end Rookie. He, I don't even think he
1: had a bad first preseason game. Everyone remembers the drop on a ball that was thrown behind him. And I think he kind of caught a little bit of slack from that. But I do think at other times throughout the game, you could tell it was his first time being on an NFL field against NFL players. And I don't mean that he was being physically outmatched or anything. Just everything was happening really quick for him mentally. And it seemed like he was playing from behind a little bit. I want to see if that catches up. It doesn't, he doesn't look like that at camp. It's different at camp, but he didn't look like that. So I want to see if now that he's got that first game under his belt, if he's ready to come back, is he going to rebound? Can the offense? Does the offense scheme up some stuff to get him involved? Give him a few more opportunities. I mean, he was a couple inches away from catching a nice seam pass late down the uh, late in the game when the Chiefs were trying to come from behind. He was there and open. It was just a little out out of his reach. So can he do that again? Can he get back going? Can he get rolling a little bit here? I think it could be really big for his confidence. And it does seem like there's a little bit, at least on you know the fans are starting to brew a little bit about there being a tight end 2-3 controversy with Jody Fortson having a relatively strong camp as well. Is he going to creep in there and start taking some of Noah Gray's reps? Let's just stay and talk about Jody
2: Fortson for a second here. Why don't we? You know, I think this is the best chance that Jody Fortson's had to make this roster in his time here in Kansas City, repurposed his body a little bit, moved a tight end a position that maybe doesn't require him to create the same kind of separation that he has had to at the wide receiver position. And, you know, look, I'm not the biggest Jody Fortson guy. That's not like a guy I'm standing necessarily, but he's definitely made some plays. He looks good. He looks better than he has in the last four years. I I still want to see him get involved and more integrated within the entirety of the offense. You know, this is a guy that has had a lot of success and made a lot of highlight plays, not separating from anybody. And that's always something I really try to pay attention to. You know, there's fun. It's fun to see acrobatic plays above the rim. But can this guy get open a little bit more? I think you saw a little bit of that. I think he was he was pretty open that last catch in the fourth quarter against the Niners. But Mm -hmm he was in the fourth quarter against the Niners. So it's just a, such a curious case for him. It's such a it's just interesting to see, you know, his whole story and this is a big week for him, I think. I think this is a massive week for his outlook making the football team. Can he I don't think it's Noah Grays competing with for a roster spot. Weirdly, I think it's Blake Bell and that's a weird one because Blake Bell's the blocker. Mm. And mm. I don't think you have a very good blocking group if you have Blake Bell on this roster, or if you leave Blake Bell off this roster. I think it's going to be hard for him to keep four. So there's going to be some very fascinating special teams decisions. There's going to be some very fascinating inline blocking decisions if you try to keep a guy like Jody Fortson. But you hear Travis Kelsey, you hear Patrick Mahomes talking this guy up. I mean... There's very obviously some love for him, and it's it's going to be a fascinating roster crunch at the end to see if he can find a way to get on this roster because it's going to be wonky Watt roster construction either way if he makes this football team. I think. All right, defensive side of the football, Craig. Player to watch. Give me one.
3: Juan Juan Thornhill. (laughs) You have one. You have one. I have one. I have one. Juan Thornhill. I want to see where he lines up. I want to see how he looks. We, we saw him get a little beat up in man coverage in that first game against some backups. I want to see him put on a good performance. There's been you know, all kinds of talk this week about rotations, where he's lining up, the sorts of things that, that you know, the, the questions that you see about players that maybe aren't living up to what either the coaching staff, fans, whoever, whatever the situation is, he's not quite to that point. So I want to see him be at that point. I want to see him look good against players that, frankly, he's better than. He is a good safety when he is playing well. He is a top half of the league safety, unquestionably. So why is he losing reps? Why is he not able to look as good as we've seen him look in the past? What is it? I want to see it. I want to see it look good this week, because if he looks good this week, I think we can start to really kind of, Take a little deeper breath about the (laughs) safety room and our comfort level with the guys back there. That's a strength on this team. And if Juan Thornhill is not playing at the level that we know Juan Thornhill can, all of a sudden it starts to get a little shakier than I think the rest of us would like.
1: I'm going to go with DeAndre Baker, and this kind of goes back to my whole point is I want to see guys either do something different in the preseason they've done in the past, or I want to see them build on performances. And DeAndre Baker had a great performance against the 49ers. Yes, he was in against second, third stringers, even into some four stringers, but he was playing really well. His technique looked good. He was moving well. Like He had a very strong performance, some nice zone drops. He disguised some coverage as well. His pass breakup on the slant was one of the best reps of the entire game. So he had a great game. Can he do that again? Can he do that against this Cardinals wide receiver room, which I don't know who's going to be playing, especially when he gets on the field, but they have a lot... Different kind of wide receivers. They have a lot more quicker, shifty guys. Then you still have to deal with the size of an AJ Green or DeAndre Hopkins if he's getting reps with the first team. So I just think this is a new challenge for DeAndre Baker. And he's a guy that could really go a long way in helping this team elevate, this defense elevate their level from last year to a new level. Or Mike Hughes could. Mike Hughes is still very clearly involved in this cornerback race. I just think that DeAndre Baker got me a little bit more excited that first week. Can he do it again? Can he keep playing better and better than we've ever seen him play? If that's the case, it's going to be hard to keep him on the bench for too much longer.
2: I'm looking forward to watching Nick Bolton play. Uh, I think it was a very uh, mixed bag performance that first week. And I think it's fun to see guys get a second chance. You know, they kind of got their feet wet. You know, this is a guy that wants to play fast. You know, he got an opportunity to see the speed of the game. Does all that information help him the second time around, the second week? Do you see progression from week one to week two? This is a team, the Cardinals, they're a very horizontal team. They're going to want to throw screens outside. They're going to want to, you know, there's going to be potentially some chances for Nick Bolton to play in space. He's going to have to navigate some crossers. He's going to have to navigate some, you know, some concepts in the middle of the field. This is actually a very fascinating week for Nick Bolton. How good is his, his, his coverage ID? his eyes when he's dropping, you know, is he able to play fast and make plays in chase? You know, these are all things that I'm really fascinated to see from a Nick Bolton. And this is, you know, it could be an interesting week for him.
3: All right. I'm going to say this before we get out of here. Prediction. Nick Bolton has a PBU covering a Ooh. mesh contact. middle of the field. Going to be patrolling the middle of the field. Going to read the quarterback's eyes, be able to jump it, swat it out of the sky. Oh, I
2: like it. Real quick, game score predictions. It doesn't matter, but we're doing it anyway. Um
3: twenty four the seventeen Chiefs. We lost Maddie. <laughs> well, he he
2: dipped because it was score prediction time. I'll go seventeen thirty eight, the Chiefs win, and that is going to do it for the KC Laboratory game Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you later.